Welcome along to the Loftcast. I'm Matt Webb from the club's media team and today I'm flanked by two wing wizards. Club ambassador Andy Sinton is with us as always and this week we're also delighted to welcome Lee Cook to the show. Today we'll be reflecting on the season so far as we prepare for a hectic run of nine fixtures in the space of 28 days. It's Watford up next on Saturday and as we set our sights on the Hornets, we'll also hear from the man who will be hoping to keep them out, goalkeeper Seni Dieng. This is the Loftcast. Since Cookie, uh, thanks, thanks for joining us, Lee. It's always great to have you on. I think uh, since the last time we, we caught up with you, you've uh, become a dad for the first time. We've had two lockdowns. You're obviously dealing with all of that as life as a football agent. I mean, how's, how's life in the Cook household? Oh, blimey. Um, some people say it was a hard time having a baby in lockdown, but it's actually been the one saving grace, I think. Mm. Um, it's kept me busy, kept my mind sort of focused on something. And yeah, I mean, the, the, the birth and that was tough. I was only allowed in the hospital for like an hour and a half. Um, luckily, I've got a strong missus. She's, she's done really well. So um, yeah, it's exciting. Another super hoop, born and bred. So I had him watch, I had him in his kit the other day, watching the uh, game on the sky. So yeah, it's, um, <laughs> just hope we, pick, hope we pick up a little bit for him. Did you watch all the games? What's that? You've been watching all of the games? No, I've watched a couple. I watched the Sheffield Wednesday game, which was um, the one I, I watched with him in his kit. Um, and that's, that's the only game I've actually caught the full 90 minutes of. Hmm. We've done a, me and Bertie and Kev done, um, I can't remember what it was now. For the, it was like a, we, we watched it with four fans. I watched it along, yeah. Uh, and we watched it all together. Yeah, it was quite good, actually. Um, but that's the only game I've actually seen the full full 90 minutes I've only seen the highlights of the others obviously you're into football agency now how how has how has the well, the current climate affected you in that respect uh, it's, it's, it's affected everyone um, you know it, supporting the boys going to games is probably the biggest one we're, that, that we're missing out on um, but you know parents are not allowed to go to the uh, under 18s and 23s matches it's just at the moment it's really tough and it's tough on the players as well um, you know, when they when they call me after a game, it's like, you know, having no fans there, it's just, I don't, I, I see it as pointless, really. I mean, even watching the golf the other day when Dustin Johnson won the Masters and he broke the course record, I don't think it should count. Um, the, having fans in there and the pressure of that, the excitement of that, you know, it's just, it's just terrible at the moment. Um, you know, luckily for the boys, they get to go to training and at least they've got some sort of normality having a game of football, but, you know, they all mention how, how sort of dull the, the, the arena is and, and stuff. So it's, it's really tough. And I just hope, I saw in the paper yesterday that, you know, they're going to try and look to get, get fans in pretty soon. Um, I don't know why they haven't done it already. You can easily social distance in the stadiums. Even if you've got a few thousand in there, it's something, you know. So I'm hoping yeah. by, you know, by the new year, um, we'll be, be allowed back in and you can get some sort of atmosphere going. How, how are the players that you deal with, how are, they, how are they coping with it currently in terms of no fans in stadiums and the kind of wider picture as well? Yeah, it's just game day, really. That I wouldn't say they're struggling with it. It's just they, you know, if they have a good game and stuff, yeah, they're, they're you know, you're excited you've had a good game. But there's nothing better than having a good game in front of a big crowd. And then the next day in the papers, you get in, you know, the star man and everyone's talking about you, etc. things like that. General life, you know, they go to training as normal, which is fine. but you know, it's the games, they're sort of like training ground games and it's, 
I think that's why you're getting some strange results, especially in the Premier League, you know, goals flying in left, right and centre. It's just like, you know, training ground games, Andy will tell you, when, say you're having an 11v11 in-house game, if, if you're getting battered for the first 20 minutes, that team tends to lose four or five nil. It's just, you, you think it's a training game, you, you take your foot off the pedal a little bit. And I think that's what's happening in the actual, you know, league games um, with no crowd being there. It's, it's really tough. But like I said, they're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel now. I think once they can get a few thousand fans into the stadiums, it'll be a lot different. We'll speak about Watford in, obviously Watford on Saturday, a club you know well. We'll speak about that in, in more detail a bit later. But um, in terms of QPR starts of the season, what have you made of it? Um, well, I mean, it's, it's not been great. Um, the game I watched, we was actually... I think that might have been one of the better performances. I think we should have won that game. Um, but, you know, when you go away, teams like Blackburn, when we, we got done 3-1, you know, getting convincingly beat, um, you know, it's, it's not been the best start to the season. And, you know, I'm hoping that, you know, Mark can can get his team together and, and get them going and get, get some home wins. Uh, you know, this week is a tough week coming up with um, Watford, Rotherham and... And Brentford, and you look. If we don't pick a win up in them three games, we could be, in, you know, looking into the bottom three. So, not been the best start. It's tough, as we all know. You know, Loftus Road is one of them grounds where the fans do give you that extra extra push. We've not had that. Um, it's going to be a long, tough season, I think. Good wins against Forest, Cardiff, and Derby. There's been some draws that could have been wins. We've we've lost games. It's been a a real mixed bag. Is it, is it too early to to say what what we can still expect this year? I mean, when do we start to get a, a real picture of things? Yeah, I think it is. Um, you know, I, I said start of the season. I think we'll finish mid table. Still stand by that. I think that's where we'll finish. But it's a bit too early to call whether we're going to be in a relegation battle or we're going to be able to push for that final spot in the uh, in the top six. But I just think we're going to be sort of in the middle, um, you know, for, for, for the majority of the season. That's how I see it folding out. don't know what, what Andy thinks. It's been a... I agree with things you're saying there, Lee. You know, it's been a strange season. Um, and you, Matt, you've seen a lot of the games, you know, and we've had some really good wins. You know, uh, Forrest, I thought we were excellent first game of the season. Peter will say, well, Forrest didn't win for four or five games. But if you look at their squad, certainly under Chrissy Hewton, they'll pick up. Now look at some of the games where we've lost and some of the games where we've lost, we've actually been in the games, you know, going to Coventry and losing 3-2. I think we definitely give points away there. You know, you, you, you claw your way back and you, you've had the warning signs from a, from a corner previously, but you still get done, which is the, the deciding goal. Middlesbrough, I think we should have beat. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday, we probably should have beat. We put on an excellent performance down at Bournemouth and probably should have won... The game, um, you know, limited Bournemouth to very little. But probably there lies the problem when I'm saying should have, because should have, could have, and what you did is is a completely different matter. I think we've been on top in certain games, like Preston at home, uh, Birmingham at home. And when you're on top, Lee will tell you, you know, as a, as a team, when you're in the ascendancy, you probably need to take one of the chances you might have created, or you need someone to produce a little bit of magic. Um... That hasn't happened. Then we've been punished. Uh, if you look at the season, you know, we're a little bit down on goals from last year, but we were always going to be that. You've lost Eze. What did he get? 15, 16. You've lost Hugel. 
15, 16. Wells obviously went in February or January. He lost his goals. So it's up to other players to set up, uh, to, to step up. Um, we've tightened up a little bit from last year and we needed to. But I was just, I was, after, the, after the Blackburn game, I was having a look. You know, we've conceded five from penalties, three from corners. There's, there's half your goals that you've conceded. Um, if you can cut those silly errors out and get your defending a bit better on set plays, um, I think we'll be really, really competitive. But uh, as I say, games are won. Cookie will tell you, you know, we used to be a supplier, but the game's on in the box, both ends of the pitch. There's a hell of a lot goes on in between, but it's what you do in either box, and we probably just need to get a bit better at both ends. Lee, uh, well, sorry, Andy, you mentioned there uh, a Bereze, um, obviously um, a, a talisman for, for us last year. Obviously a great a great chance too for, for others to step up, but how are Rangers dealing with the loss of Eze this season? How, 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 how have you viewed that since? Well, I think, I think, I think any, any team in the country, no matter what level you play, that you lose your best player and you lose someone that can give you that little bit extra, that little bit different. Um, so you, you, you're always going to struggle when you lose your best player, but it's up, it is up to others. We, we, we kind of harp on about Eberé and what he did last year and the last couple of years. You know, he's, I can say this, he's, he's, he's gone now. You know, he's a brilliant kid. He's got a great future ahead of him. But he's he's gone, and it's 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 what's in the dressing room now. That's the important thing, and it's up to others to step up. And you know, maybe we haven't got someone that's going to get 16, 17, 18 goals. So the goals might have to be shared around. You know, so strikers have got to chip in. Certainly, wide players have got to chip in. Midfield players have got to chip in with goals. Um, your centre backs have probably got to chip in with goals. So maybe we've just got to share it around a little bit um, more than what we did last year. But um, Early days, but yeah, it's been a little bit, I agree with Lee, it's been a little bit frustrating because I think we've, we've left a few points out on the pitch in certain games. Who's, who's impressed you, Lee, from what you've seen so far this season? Um, well, I was just going to pick up quickly on, on that point about um, losing Ebbs. And, you know, when he, when he went, um, for a good amount of money as well, you know, f- to get between, you know, 15 and 20 million for a player in the championships, you know, it's amazing for, for the club to get that money. Um, and But when you do lose a player of his quality, you need to you need to replace him with, not someone who's as good as, because it's very tough to find him, but someone who is sort of similar in the fact of he's a, he's a, a playmaker, someone who can create a goal out of nothing, can score a goal out of nothing. And I feel that when we've lost him, we haven't replaced him with that type of player. Um, and that's where we might be struggling a little bit. Um, you know, there's certainly players out there that you can, you know, you can, you can go and get, not, not, for, not for cheap, but not for stupid money. Um, you know, if you, you, you can go and spend three, four million pounds on a, on a number 10 type and, and bring him in. And I feel that's where we've sort of, um, we've, not, we've not done that. Um, we've obviously made a couple of signings elsewhere. Um, too early to make a judgment on those, um, but you know elsewhere. I mean, the squ- what he's I think what Mark's done is he's just building a solid team and trying to rather than an individual impressing me. I think what it is is he's building a team that's just trying to trying to keep solid. I mean, Osman KK's come back from loan and he's been quite impressive at right back from what I've seen. 
Um, but it's difficult to really pick anyone out. I just feel that we've not replaced um, Ebbs with anyone of, of, of any quality. Elias Chair was given the number 10 shirt. I mean, that, that, does put, that does come with added pressure, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, and I feel it's a bit, a bit not harsh on him, but I think the fans are expecting him to, you know, to sort of do what Ebbs did and it's going to be difficult for him. He's, he's not got that extra bit of quality Ebbs has got. He's a good little player, don't get me wrong. Um, but, you know, I'm talking about a, a player that's going to need 15 goals and I can't see him doing that. Um, you know, I see him more of a of a, a, a nippy sort of wide player that can get round his man and maybe create something. Don't see him banging goals from the edge of the box and, and stuff like that. So it's going to be tough for him. He's a good little player, but I feel we need still need to bring a top a top player in in that in that position. We've got Sonny Dieng um, on the podcast a bit later. He's um, he's coming to the team. I'll open this up to since as well, but he's coming to the team and done very well. Yeah, 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 yes. yeah. I mean, it, it's the, the keeper situation has been a bit funny the last year. Um, you know, they, they've been chopping and changing. You know, Lumley will go on a really good run. Then he might have a couple of bad games and then Kelly's gone in and he's gone on a good run Then had a couple of bad games and they sort of seem to have keep chopping and changing them too. And now you know, this lad's come in and he's looked solid the last few games. But, you know, what it is with goalkeepers, it only takes one or two bad games and fans' opinions and everyone's opinion can soon change on it. So it's, as I see it, we've got three good goalkeepers. I, I, I rate Joe and I rate Kelly and I've not seen enough of this player, but so far, so good by the looks of things. So you see? Yeah, I'll, just, I'll just come in on that. You know, since Senny got in the side, what was it after the first two games of the season? I think he's probably been a real major positive for us. You know, he's done really, really well. Um, Certain games, he hasn't had a great deal to do. You know, I mentioned the Bournemouth game earlier on. Good side, Bournemouth. Pat with quality, we're limited them to to nothing, um, really. But what Senny did in that game, when he was called upon, he came and collected crosses. Uh, his communication was good, because you can hear that in, a, in an empty stadium. And they're the, they're the games where sometimes the for goalkeepers when you're not busy. He's had a couple of games where he's been... Very busy, uh, too busy for my liking. Uh, you know, you. I don't like to see my own goalkeeper being the best player, you know, but up at Barnsley, he was almost like a one-man show to keep the score respectable. First half at Blackburn, he made two unbelievable saves to make sure we went in at, at, um, at nil-nil. And I don't think any of the goals that we have conceded in the seven or eight games that he's played, you could actually go, you know what, I stand to Senny, so... Uh, but Lee makes a good point, you know, goalkeepers, me, Lee, you know, we could cross three into the loft and it didn't matter, you know, strikers miss chance after chance, it doesn't really matter, a goalkeeper, he plays in that one position where if you make a, an error, it's, it's, it's normally really, really costly, so, um, but Senny, an answer to the question in a, a long-winded way, he's done well since he's got on the side, he'll be the first to admit he's at the start of his journey. You know, he's had a couple of low moves where he's done well. He's playing at this level for the first time. But uh, signs are really promising. Good kid, uh, works hard. And uh, as I say, started really well. Let's hear from him. Uh, the thoughts now of Senny Dieng heading into Saturday's game against Watford. Well, Senny, thanks for joining us on the Loftcast. Um, 
We're uh, well. We're nearly at the end of a, an international break. Uh, Wat- Watford on Saturday. From a, from a personal point of view, I know results haven't always been great, but you mu- you must have been pleased with how things have gone for you so far since you've been in been in the side. Yes, definitely. Uh, I'm really enjoying it. I'm really enjoying playing for this club. I've been waiting for uh, for quite a long time. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm very pleased. A lot a lot of fans. Um, don't know too much about you in terms of your footballing journey. Just just tell us just tell us about you and kind of your journey, your kind of journey from being a youngster through to now. Um, I joined the, the Grasshoppers in Switzerland when I was sixteen. So um, I made it to the first team there, and. Uh, then, like after five years at Grasshoppers, I joined Duisburg in the second Bundesliga, and then I didn't like I didn't have the time. Like it, it didn't go how how I wished it would. And then, following the relegation of the team as well, I I, I couldn't get a game there, and uh, I, I was free then summer, two thousand sixteen. There was when I was twenty one, and. Uh, yeah, then I signed for QPR. Senny, can I just can, on, I, sorry, sorry, can I just ask Senny a question here? Senny, you know when you're a, you're a young player and things, as you said, didn't quite go the way you wanted it. Yeah. What what advice would you now, having gone through that, what advice would you give to young players in the game who chase a dream? It doesn't quite work out as you want. You might get a bit frustrated. But looking back at that period, because you've come through that, what mm. advice would you give to youngsters who who are in a similar situation? I would say, I would say, like the most important thing is like to always keep working hard and uh, believe in yourself. Like even if no one else does, yourself, you always have to believe that you can make it. And like I say, keep working hard, and then like time will, with time, everything can go. Well. You certainly had to be patient for your, for your kind of opportunity at QPR. You waited four years for for your, for your first team debut. How, how was that period for you, Senny? Yeah, that was hard as well. It was hard as well. Um, obviously, at the start, Alex Alex Minis was here. He was doing very well, and uh, yeah, I I had a few long moves. Where, where I gained uh, a lot of experience and game time, and uh, yeah, of, of of course I would have preferred to 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 already play earlier, but like um, like I say, like it's just I mean I'm 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 very happy that I play now. Mm. You, you touched on the loan spells that you were at Doncaster last season. That 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 kind of move seemed to be big for you in terms of your development and, and being able to be number one at QPR currently? Yeah, definitely, definitely. What, what, did, you, uh, what did you kind of gain from, from that move? Um, I'd say a lot of confidence um, because the, the, the good thing is like we, we played the same football there that, that we uh, play here at QPR, um, which was different from the Long spells I had before was more like kicking, you know, like and and then at Doncaster we played really nice football, and yeah, I had a, a good season 
so I could uh, gain a lot of confidence from that. Since, since yeah. I know you've been really impressed with Sonny so far. Yeah, very, very impressed. I know he's just at the start of his QPR journey in terms of playing. Um, but, you know, in the, the eight or the nine games that he's played, I've been really impressed. You know, uh, everything that's been thrown at him, I think he's dealt with really, really well. There's been some games where he hasn't had a great deal to do. Now, I'm not a goalkeeper or a goalkeeping coach by any stretch of the imagination. But I think sometimes as a goalkeeper, they're the hardest games when, you haven't, when you're not that busy because concentration, mm. positional play, communication plays a, plays a huge part. So he's done that really well. You know, he's come and took crosses. He's looked calm, uh, composed, uh, commanding in the box. And there's been a couple of games where, from well, he's been really busy. For me, I think I said earlier on, I, <laughs> I, I don't want my goalkeeper to be really busy. I don't want my goalkeeper to be the best player on the pitch. Um, but I think there's a, a few games, well, I can think of the two. I think the second half up with um, Barnsley, disappointing night. We were three down, down to ten men. I think Senny probably alone stood between what was already a disappointing performance and defeat than had been seven or eight. He made four or five good saves that night. And Thank the first you. up up at Blackburn, um, he kept us in the game. I know eventually it went against us, but in the first half at Blackburn, he made two two outstanding saves. The first one from uh, Scotty Wharton's header. You know, it's an unbelievable save. <laughs> the second one from Armstrong, slow down to his left. He makes another really good save. So, uh, so yeah, I've been I've been really really impressed, and uh, long may that continue, Sonny. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. What What's pleased you most, Sonny, about your performances so far this season? Mm. What pleased me most? Obviously, the clean sheets are nice. Of course, of course. Yeah, I, I mean, it pleased me the most if we if we. If, if you get the win, if you get the full three points after the game, so that please, that definitely pleased me the most. You, you seem you seem to have taken to things quite well easily, if I can say that. Are, are you a naturally kind of confident and positive person? Is do you find that's helped you the kind of way you approach things? Yeah, I would say so definitely. And and we spoke about um, we spoke about the loan spell at Doncaster. You said you felt like it benefited you. One of the ways was because of playing out from the back. Uh, how, how do you find playing this style that Mark Wilberton likes to employ? Yeah, I think, I think it's, uh, it's very similar. We also play out from the back here now. And uh, I, I like it, I enjoy it. What, so what? if I just ask you, obviously, uh, at QPR, you know, um, competition for places is, is good. You know, we've got three good goalkeepers now. I know you're all friends if you like but you, you're competing for one one shirt is that a healthy rivalry mm. do you do you keep each other on your toes do you push each other along and obviously you've got your shirt at the moment um you want to keep that but is it good to be training where the competition's fierce and you know you've got to be on your game to stay in the side yeah definitely i mean it's i think it's like you just said like we keep each other on on our toes and like if it's on the pitch just to always like show that you deserve to play and uh, keep trying to get better and then also like off the pitch in the gym to like really push to the limits 
and everything. So I, I think, yeah, we really push each other. Yeah, that's good. Obviously, um, we're back from the international break on Saturday. It's, uh, it's Watford up next to us. What's been the feeling in the camp since, since the Blackburn game? Because obviously it was a week where we picked up six points from nine, but obviously a disappointing end. Exactly. So, well, I, I, I think we look at it from the positive aspect, like you said, like we had a week two, we won two out of three games, so six out of nine points, which is is a good week, I would say. So, um, I, I think we don't let let ourselves uh, in, in a bad mood because of how it ended, unfortunately. A lot's being said about the fixture congestion. Um, nine, nine games in, in 28 days for you for, from, from Saturday. Does it, well, that takes us to nearly halfway in the season. Does it feel like a, a quite important time in the season now? 100%, yeah, 100%. I mean, uh, a good run of, of games can, can put you so much higher in the table. And uh, for me personally, I, I love it to, to have so many games. So uh, I'm I'm very looking forward for the for the time ahead, the time coming. Since you look like you're uh, going to ask something now. No, no. I was just saying, you know, with the games coming thick and fast, he's he's quite right. You know, a good week where you get the majority of the points, the league table can look so different. You know, if you look at the league table, how tight it is. Um, we just got to make sure you're picking up points. You know, when you're not at your best as a team. Can you pick up points? I think I made a comment where we went to Derby and won 1-0. Macaulay Bond scores late on. Um, you know, it wasn't the prettiest games, but sometimes you don't have to be the great entertainers. You just, sometimes you get the job done. Um, so, yeah, but big game Saturday. Watford, good side, a lot of firepower. You know, mm-hmm. strength and height aerially from, from set play. So, yeah. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure Senny and the boys are fully aware of that, been covering that. But um, as I say, prior to the Blackburn game, we had two wins from the previous three games. Um, you know, let's see if we can get at it on Saturday. See if all the, the international boys come back uh, fit, well and healthy. See what Team Mark puts out. And let's go toe-to-toe with what is a very good side at this level. Watford are a good side. You looking forward to the game, Senny? Yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah. And, and we spoke about we spoke about um, six six uh, points in, in nine from the last three games. I mean, get, given the slug of fixtures, it'll be it'll be nice to kind of produce a similar return uh, this time around this week coming up. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, of, of course, we want to win every game, and is is exactly um, like he said before. Like uh, even even if if you don't have the best of games, like just try to somehow like get all the points, which which is very important for this period because like obviously you cannot you cannot dominate every game, but like if you if you manage to to still get like come away with the points even when it wasn't the previous of games, like that's that's key I think for now. Perfect. Well, thanks thanks for joining us, Senny, and uh, best of luck on Saturday. Great Thank stuff, you, Senny. Man. Take care. Thanks, Good luck. You too. You too. Thank you. Man. Right then, uh, Watford on Saturday, um, the first game of, of nine in a, in a 28-day period. It takes us to pretty much after this little block of games, it takes us to near enough halfway in the season. It, it feels like this next kind of run 
is important in terms of where we're looking to go this season, doesn't it, by the time we, we finish it and come out the other side? Very much so. I'll, I'll, um, you know, when the games come thick and fast, you've had your little break. Um, no, not sure how the international boys come back. They're probably just about getting back now as we speak. Uh, what sort of shape they're in, bumps, bruises, etc., etc. But um, now Lee made a great point earlier on. You know, with games coming thick and fast, you you need to start picking up some points and some wins. And normally you get that from your performances. Performances usually, unless you're unlucky, if you put in a performance, you usually get a result. Um, so we just need to pick it up and, you, you know, on our day, we'll beat anybody. We've showed that. Um, just got to be a bit more consistent. But we've got a, we've got a tough run of games, uh, no matter who you play. You know, this division, we talk about it time and time and time again. Sometimes you look at a game and what seems like an easier game on paper, they can prove to be the most difficult. You have to be at it every game. And when the games come Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, or Saturday, Tuesday, Friday, as they're as they are next week. If you're, as a group, as an individual, if you're slightly off it, you'll get punished at this league. So, uh, yeah, an important time. Since you mentioned international players, it's obviously been uh, a great international break for Lyndon Dykes, uh, qualifying for the Euros with Scotland for next year. So, so great for him. Yeah, really, really pleased for Lyndon. You know, he's, um, over the past few months, he's, He's got his shirt for the national team. You know, he's uh, got his first goal a couple of games ago and delighted for him, but actually, you know, delighted for Scotland. Um, you know, I grew up at a time where Scotland used to produce some unbelievable players. Um, you know, used to go to World Cups and even though you're English, you, you almost were pleased to see Scotland doing well and want them to do well. That's dried up of, over recent years. What is it, the first time they qualified for 22 years? But, you know, Lyndon, I saw, didn't see all the game. I saw a fair portion of the, the playoff game. I thought he was excellent, the bits I saw. You know, led the line, was a handful. Uh, you know, occupied two, three defenders. Works his socks off, as we know. So, um, that gives him something to look forward to. And, you know, he started his Q, QPR career uh, quite well. What's he got? Three goals, all penalties. Probably needs to start scoring a, a couple from open play. He'll be the first to admit that, but uh, yeah, he's a, he's a good lad and delighted for him. Now you're meeting with uh, one of your old clubs on Saturday, Watford. This is this is a big test for QPR, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's not been a in the in the in the last few years when when they were still back in the championships. Actually, not been a bad place for us to go. You know, getting promotion there up to the Prem was one in particular that stands out. But they've got a strong squad. They're doing well. Um, it's going to be a tough game uh, on on Saturday, and you look at the week, and then you know on paper Rotherham should be three points, but I don't know what it is with QPR, and it's sort of in the DNA of QPR struggling against the lesser teams. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if we go and beat Watford Saturday and then lose to Rotherham on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Watford, um, Watford have well t last two games have been high scoring ones, three two, but um, largely there's been not really much in their games, a, a kind of a contrast to last time they were promoted under Savita Jakanovic. So they look like, first and foremost, it, it's about defending well first, firstly. Yeah, I mean, they're nicking wins, aren't they? That's what they're doing. They're, pick, they're picking up the points and they might not defensively be doing so well, but they're winning games and, and I think they're second, aren't they? I'm not sure how many points they've second, got. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, I mean, they're a, they're a strong squad. They'll be up there. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if they win it, to be honest. But it's um, it's a good club at the moment. They've 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 run it well the last few years, and I think financially they're in a in a good position. So they've, you know, they've still got um, some some good players there on, on big money. So they should really be, you know, be up there challenging for the for, for the league with the with the budgets they've got and the players they've got. Um, but you know, we went to Bournemouth again, a team that's come down and. That was by far our best performance from what from what I heard and, and saw the stats and stuff. We absolutely peppered them. So, um, you know, I don't think we should be going there playing a defensive sort of, of game. They, they can see goals. So, I think we should go there attack-minded and no pressure on. We're not expected to really get much there and just go and have a go at them. Um, that's how I see it for the, for, for the weekend. And since with your with your QPR plus hat on, who's who's the who are the players to look out for from, from a Watford point of view? Well, as Cookie says, and quite rightly, you know they've got a they've got a really good squad, probably one of the best, if not the best squad in the division. You know they've got they've got players who'll score goals, players who'll get you goals from nothing. You know Saar, I think is a good player, wasn't it? It's only a few years ago, I think he went for twenty odd million quid. I signed for that. Andre Gray. Uh, you know, pace and proven goal sort of record. You know, you've got someone like Troy Deeney sitting on the bench. Uh, we know all about Troy, uh, João Pedro, young boys come in and you know, think he's their top scorer. And you've got your experience throughout the pitch, you know, with Cleverly, um, Cabazali and Cathcart at the back, you know, Kapui in midfield. So they're, as Cookie says, they're a really good side and they'll be there or thereabouts in terms of going up and you know the, the the top two, but I agree with Lee again. You know it's a, it's 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 a badass, nothing to fear. You know, um, get out the traps, make 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 the game hot uh, for them, put them under a bit of pressure, and uh, you know just try and impose our our style of play and on them. Win your individual battles and see what happens. But uh, yeah, I'm a bit like Lee. You know, these are the games sometimes that brings the best out of us as a as a team. It has done over the years. Let's hope it does on Saturday. Let's hope we put on a performance. Let's hope we get a result. As I say, because we're going into a really busy period where if you can get on a little roll, the league table looks or can look a lot healthier. Uh, if you get on the, the wrong side of a roll, you uh, again, agreeing with Cookie, you can start looking up and not sure where your next win's coming from. So, uh, yeah, an important time. Big game Saturday. How will Mark Warburton approach this one? I think the same in any other way. I think he'll, uh, you know, Mark's got his way of playing. He tries to dominate possession. He looked to play. Um, first and foremost, whether you're at home or away, you know, make sure you're tight in the first 15, 20 minutes. Uh, nothing away. Don't give them the opposition a lift. Um, I just think the certain games where we have done, I've started well and it's gone against us. When, we, when you are on top, you know, it's, you're getting into good positions. It's just a final ball, maybe a little bit of composure, a little bit of quality. And when we do create a chance, you know, we've got to be a bit more clinical. So, um, so yeah, Mark will approach it the same way. He'll know, he'll know it's going to be a tough game. We all know it's going to be a tough game. But certainly nothing to fear. It's nothing to fear in this division. Sometimes you've just got to fear yourself with what you're going to turn up with individually, collectively. But um, let's, say, let's see what the international boys come back like. Let's see what sort of side Mark puts out. Let's see if we can get after them. Let's see if we can get a result. You touched on the point, important point there, obviously, uh, 
the amount of games Lyndon Dykes has been away with Scotland, will, will his heavy involvement maybe play a part in, in team selection for Saturday? Yeah, possibly. Mark will have a look at that. Um, you know, but uh, maybe I'm a little bit old school. I'll have a look. You know, we're only 11 games into the season. Um, but it'll depend how Lyndon is, how it's, you know, if he's come back carrying anything. Uh, bumps and bruises. I think he came from the last, back the last time with a, a little niggle, which kept them out for a couple of games. So, um, Mark will look forward to getting them all back on the training ground, assessing what he's got, and he will pick a side that he thinks is going to be good enough to, to win the game. And uh, as I say, if we're at it, player for player across the pitch, no reason why we can't. But I'll, I'll counter that by, by saying we're playing a very good side Saturday. How would you go for it, Lee? I, I, I think if he's fit, um, he would be the first name on the team sheet for me for Saturday, purely because um, one he likes it, he likes to he likes to have it, he likes to tear up, he likes to get yep. stuck, and I think that's what we need to do Saturday. We need to try and rough him up a bit, and you know even if he's you know eighty percent fit, I'd, I'd I'd have to start him. Um, I'd have to you know say to him right, we're going to start from you. you, you set the tone, and let's go. And this, um, you know, I'd go a little bit old school in this game. Maybe go a bit more direct. I know Mark likes to play a bit of football, but they they press quite high Watford, and I think this could be one of them games we get caught out playing out from the back and concede. So it, sometimes you've got to look at your position and and play the game for that. And I think Watford's the one where I think we go a bit direct up to Lyndon, let him have a scrap, play off of his scraps, and then try and nick a you know like a one one nil or two one win, but. Let's see. Let's see how Mark approaches it, and, and what you know, what what players he's got available. Whether he's going to be fit, I don't know. But like I said, if he's even if he's eighty percent, I'd have to I'd have to start him purely for this for this game. You spoke about missing crowd. This is this is one way you do miss the crowd, isn't it? A big game like this. Oh, massively, yeah. Um, especially that you know what for QPR is. You know, it's not you know it's not the biggest derby, but there's there's always been a little bit of. Of, of a bite to it, um, you know. I might have inflamed it a bit all them years ago when I left them, but whenever playing back at Vicarage Road for, for QPR and and the game at Loftus Road, the atmospheres have been great. So, like like you said, that that will be one where you miss it. Um, but yeah, I mean, at least I, I'd I'd say we've probably got a little bit of advantage in that sense that they haven't got the crowd there. So let's try and take advantage of it. Since Cookie, thanks for your time. Remember, you can catch all of the action live on QPR Plus this weekend. Full details on qpr.co.uk. We'll see you soon.